Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of the Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, we talk about three of the most important things you need to know as a man in this world. We talk about congruent communication, leadership, and vulnerability. Not only do we tell you what these things are, we tell you how to have all three of them for yourself. We have Daniel Kilburn on the show and he is going to reveal it all to you. So keep listening. Welcome back to another episode of the Ask Women podcast. I have a special treat for you today. I have Daniel Kilburn from America's Save Your Life Coach, who is going to teach us today about congruent communications, leadership, and vulnerability, all of my favorite things. So thank you so much, Daniel, for coming on to our show. Well, thank you, Marnie, for having me. I really appreciate your support. Yeah. Well, tell me a little bit about you and what exactly the America's Save Your Life Coach means and what it is. Well, Marnie, I discovered many years ago that people are generally not prepared for natural disasters and emergencies. And my background goes to the Loma Prieta earthquake in 1989. It affected me and my wife and my daughter at the time. And I made a decision to never let that happen again. So I went out of my way to learn everything I can about it. And through the course of my education, I've been able to prepare myself and my family. And I discovered over a period of time that many, 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 many people are not prepared. They're underprepared. They don't even think about preparedness. It's not on their radar. So my vision is to protect our children from emergencies and disasters. And my mission is to prepare their parents so they can protect their children. Oh, I love it. That's doing, you're doing great work. Amazing. Well, thank you. I appreciate the compliment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, living in California, I feel like I need to be a little bit more prepared. We have a, our emergency pack, but it was packed when my kids were in diapers still. So I think it's half full of diapers, which are not needed anymore. It right. needs an update. But yeah, you're doing amazing work. So tell me actually, because I, I want to know that how does congruent communications, leadership and vulnerability fall into what it is that you're doing? Well, what I discovered is uh, a lot of the parents that I've been coaching have an issue with having this conversation with their significant others, with their children, with their elderly parents about preparing for natural disasters. Yeah. The majority of my coaching came out of the East Coast, Florida, where we have hurricanes every year. And I've relocated back to Mountain View, California, and I still am having the same conversation. Parents don't know how to talk to anybody about it because they're worried that they're going to be seen as that toothless tin hat wearing prepper living in the woods with a musket. Right. And I understand their dilemma because that was a thing at the time. That's what a prepper was. So I I coach the parents on how to actually have this conversation from the heart with their children or their significant other or their family and why they're doing this. And let's be very clear on what the reality is. And that helps open up the communications within the family. 
I love it. I absolutely love it. And actually, it's very in line with what many of the guys who are listening to this podcast experience. Because for them, sometimes dating can become a natural disaster or feel like a natural disaster to them, right? Absolutely. That's right. I know what you mean. (laughs) Yeah. And so I would love to hear about congruent communications. I understand that usually you're talking to parents about how to be congruent in their communication to their children about a natural disaster. But... Men who are out in the dating space interacting with women also need to have this skill in their tool belt. So can you tell me a little bit about what it means to be a congruent communicator and then how the guys would do it, how they would apply this? Absolutely. One thing I learned before I became clear on the conversational techniques or congruent communication was I wore different hats. I'm sure we've all done that. You know, I wore my army drill sergeant hat, I wore my dad hat, I wore my cook hat, and I was a different person in all these places. And I mm-hmm. discovered within me that I was confused of who I actually was because I was giving different messages to people. Hmm. And once I learned about proper communication tactics and techniques, I was able to be me and speak my language to everybody. And that's where the congruency comes in understanding the clarity of who I am inside, what my mission and my values are, come out in my voice and in my message, regardless of what the conversation is about. Oh, I love that. Well, one of the key issues is understanding what you're talking about. So in, in your venue, in the dating field, well, we need to understand that I'm talking to somebody of the opposite sex and I'm trying to elevate or escalate something to getting some sort of interpersonal communication going on. Well, That technique is the same as a business conversation. It's the same techniques you use for family-to-family conversation. Those techniques remain the same. And if you're comfortable with them, then it doesn't matter who you're talking to or what you're talking about. You're congruent in your communications. Oh, tell me more. Because I want to know how the guys who are listening can actually get to this place where they are congruent. I know that you're saying it means that you get to know yourself, but like, how do guys get to know themselves so that they can be those clear congruent communicators? Well, we're getting real deep into some real transformational stuff here, but the deal is most men, young men, are trained with expectations that are not their own. We are raised with specific expectations by our parents, our mothers, our fathers, our grandparents, by the culture we live in, and most of us buy into those expectations which are contrary to who we are and what we want to do. So the idea to get started on this is to release all those expectations that are not fulfilling our purposes, and we know who they are. We don't need to get deep down into it, but I would recommend get a piece of paper out and start writing. This is an expectation that has been burdened me that I don't fill. Get rid of those expectations. Can you give me a couple of examples? Because I'd love to hear. Okay. Like just to trigger something for some guys, because I don't want them to have like a world to choose from. I want them to know kind of what path to go down. Okay. Well, an example, as a child growing up, it was go to school, finish high school and go get a job. Then it was go to school, finish high school, go to college for a certain amount of time and go get a particular job in a particular type of industry. When you're 50, you're going to retire. You're going to get your gold walks. You're going to sit on the porch and watch the grass grow. That's one of those type of expectations. Other expectations that we see now in society is as a male, we're intended to keep our mouth shut because somehow we're toxic Mm -hmm. and we can't talk to people because whatever it is we're saying is bad. Those are societal Mm -hmm. implications. Now, these are not necessarily true. But these are implications based on our culturalization that we're seeing all around the country and the world in general. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's where it comes down to finding these expectations that we have been saddled with. And we're all different. No two people have the same list that they can go to. 
And because we're all different, it's important to know what are these barriers to my life? I call these expectations now barriers. What is holding me back? And once I can identify what is holding me back, it can be that I can't talk to somebody or that somebody thinks I'm not handsome enough or I don't have enough money or I can't hold a good conversation. Once we get past those barriers, then we can start removing them, releasing them, and find things that we can fill that space with. You know, a vacuum always wants to be filled with something, right? So if my barrier is, like you say, having a, a decent conversation with a young woman I find attractive that I just met on the street, then relieve that barrier by finding and developing a way to just start a simple conversation. Hi, how are you doing? I really like that necklace you're wearing there. Where'd you get it? Did you make that? And then you can go on with the conversation from there. I love that. But the key intent is the intent. What is the intent of this conversation? And that goes across the board in all forms, uh, business, interpersonal, family, what have you. Your intent of the conversation will drive that conversation. And you will discover very quickly based on your intent, whether it's a congruent conversation, it holds value, or is it immoral and unethical in some level? Can you give me an example of that? So for example, let's put us into the space of a guy sees a woman that he's attracted to at a coffee shop and he wants to go over and approach. How would he be sure that there is congruency in what he's communicating? Can I take a guess at answering this before you give your example? Do you mind if I do that? Absolutely. Just as your field of expertise, go for it. (laughs) Yeah, No, but I want to say like, are you talking about being congruent with your wants? If a guy were to go up and he would just talk about her necklace and the weather and if he likes her muffin, but never really gets to the intent, which is, I think you're attractive. I'd like to go on a date with you. Can I have your number? Would that be considered being incongruent if you sort of tippy-toe around what it is that you want? Well, tippy-toeing around would be lacking your intent. If you're tippy-toeing, then maybe you're not committed to whatever it is you think you're doing. Okay. So, you know, you and I both know that most of these women have these barriers up because of the same culture that the men live in. You know, they, they have a certain inbound fear. So obviously, as soon as some strange guy walks up, their shields come up immediately. Yeah. Until we do something to help them and relieve them. And that's where the interpersonal conversation comes in. Now, when I meet a young woman at Starbucks, let's say, standing in line, and I think she's attractive and I want to start a conversation, it's just that simple. You know, I see you standing here. What are you ordering? Oh, that's interesting. Why? I'll just dig into the why, get them talking. Okay. Mm-hmm. And my intent is really just to get a conversation going with this woman. I have no idea where it's going to go. I don't know if I'm going to get a phone number or address, and that doesn't matter. Right. And you don't even know if you like her past yeah. her looks, right? Uh, I have yeah. no idea. But the intent is to get that conversation going with her and see which way it goes. And she might be all danger, 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 and want to back off, but we don't know what's going on in her life right now. She could have something else going on that has nothing to do with us. And based on our intent and the way we approach the young woman, uh, she could just open up and say, well, this is kind of cool. I haven't seen this before. And then we just roll with the conversation. I love that. How do guys like keep their congruence in check when communicating with women? So let's say it's throughout the dating process. Like how yeah, how do you make sure you are being congruent? Is it just like checking in with yourself, saying like what it is that I want? Well, yes, we all have to do a self-evaluation. I mean, I'm not necessarily we have to do a check mark and a checklist every day on what my intent is of the day. But we do need to do a personal self-evaluation of what our intent is in our life in general and how when we move through the space of the world, how is our intent being presented? Mm-hmm. Because 
a guy dating somebody is the same guy who works at a job is the same guy who has a mother or might have a child. So his intent should be focused on his life and how it moves forward. And all these things that circle around that life are simply part of it. And by being intent, he's in congruence with his conversation, his communication, because there's honesty there. That's where the vulnerability comes in. We need to be honest with ourselves. That way we can be honest with other people and not worry about what they perceive of us. You know, we don't have to worry yeah. about it because most people are more intent of what other people think about them than what they think about you. Right, exactly. That's what they're yeah. more concerned about. Exactly. Well, actually, you did the segue for me. I was going to segue into vulnerability next. But I would love to hear your definition of vulnerability because I think a lot of men either you know, have gotten the wrong information or they're confused by what it actually means to be vulnerable because they believe that means that they're weak. Isn't it bad if a woman knows I'm attracted to her? Isn't it bad if she knows that I want to date her? Oh, right? I don't think it's bad. Vulnerability is not a negative. No, it's not bad. Oh, it's wonderful. I think it's giving a couple of things. One is you find the person attractive and you're letting them know that you're not tipping around. We guys have been thinking that people can read my mind because I'm up talking to her. She knows I might want to date her. I might want to go out with her. That's not true. She's not reading her mind. Okay. No one's going to learn what you want to tell them unless you actually tell them in so many words. You know, there's good ways and bad ways to do that, of course. Right. But that still comes into the congruence and the vulnerability is you're vulnerable just by opening up there saying, hey, I find that necklace beautiful. I love those shoes you're wearing or, you know, you can do a little, I don't know what you call it, nagging or something. You know, she's got the cut jeans on. Would you let your sister have the scissors with your jeans or what's going on there? You know, <laughs> so there's different ways to work into it. But the idea is to build relationships and give something back. You know, we're asking for feedback from this individual so we can build our conversation. But we have to give them something to work with, too. Absolutely. Right? It could be the jeans thing. I can say like, well, you know, I used to do my cutoffs. I just would take an old pair of jeans and cut them off. Something that's being honest and being open. When does vulnerability cross over into becoming unattractive or too emotional? Like when, you know what I mean? Like, so for me, when, when I talk to a lot of the guys that I do email coaching with, I'll guide them on how to be clear on their intentions right. and express what they want, which happens to have them being a bit vulnerable because they're honestly saying what they want and they don't know if that person is going to say it back. And I teach them how to do it in a confident way, but it scares a lot of men, right? If I say this, isn't it going to push her away? If she knows that I want to date her exclusively, isn't she going to run for the hills? Okay. So like, what is that crossover into, yeah, now I'm throwing up on a woman and becoming this needy, weak man, I'm putting air quotes, right? Versus (laughs) when am I confidently vulnerable with a woman at any stage of dating and relationships? Where's that crossover? Well, there's a couple sides to the same coin here. One side you just mentioned, and I'd love to some throwing up on this woman here. Well, that's not really being vulnerable. That's being needy. Okay. You're thinking you need to pour this out on this person and they might not be ready to find out this stuff yet. So kind of take it in stage steps, so to speak. And the nature of the conversation will help build that as long as you can shut your mouth for a while. I know a lot of people start talking and they just can't stop talking. They think I need to say more and more and more. And that process pushes people away sometimes. When we're looking at the crossover between being congruent and your vulnerability is well, we are vulnerable in the world. We're, no lone wolf lives for long. All lone wolves die. Anybody that wants to hide will end up dying in that cave they're hiding in. It's just the way the world is. 
So our vulnerability is more a point of being open and receptive to allowing ourselves speak our truth, whatever that truth might be, to this person. That doesn't mean vomiting on them right away. You develop the relationship, you build the relationship, and you mentioned you, the young man may or may not know that the woman wants, he doesn't know he wants to tell the woman he wants to date her. He doesn't want to tell her that she's attractive. Why not? She loves hearing she's attractive. That boosts her ego. That builds her ego. And maybe she'll talk to you back about something else. To let her know, you don't have to say, I want to date you right away. But, you know, I see her over the coffee mug. She come here often. How about it? Can we meet up tomorrow for coffee? What books are you reading? You know, I'm reading this book. Find a way to segue into a commonality, some sort of a common tool there that you have besides just being humans. I love it. And actually, I'm going to take a quick break. And then I want to talk about your third specialty, which is leadership. Because actually what you just said led into talking about leadership. So let's take a quick break. And then we will be back with Danielle Kilburn. Football is back. And if you made bets, you probably should be using betonline.ag because it is the number one source for all your football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football odds, news, and game matchups. BetOnline is your continued source for all your wagering information, including live betting, free contests, and live scores. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. 100%. You guys cannot pass that up. So make sure to go to betonline.ag and use your promo code CLNS50 to receive your rewards. BetOnline, where the game starts. If you listen to the Ask Women podcast, then you are already miles and miles and miles ahead of other men when it comes to attracting and getting the girls you want. But I must confess, there's one missing piece in the puzzle, and that's flirting or the ability to ignite sexual chemistry with any girl you meet in a matter of minutes. Most guys suck at flirting. They can't flirt their way out of a paper bag. But as your personal wing girl, I can't let you be one of those guys. That's why I want to show you the most effective step-by-step formulaic approach to flirting with any girl you like. This formulaic approach has been tested on thousands of girls and has been proven to work like magic. Yes, magic. You just apply the formula and see results instantly, and it's that powerful. To find out everything about this flirting formula, all you have to do is go to winggirlmethod.com slash flirty. I've made a special video for you where I reveal what this formula is all about. Go to winggirlmethod slash flirty and you'll find out all about it. I have helped hundreds of men. Maybe we're into the thousands now. I don't keep that good of track of my numbers, but I know we're at the very high hundreds. I've helped so many men get their banter skills in shape so that they're able to get women off of the internet or off the street and onto a date. Guys that don't know how to talk or have rehearsed plan lines or bad pickup artist moves, don't get the dates. Girls want authenticity. And I can teach you how to authentically banter, create attraction, flirt, tease, Tease without offending her. I know that's a big thing you guys are always worried about. And be that smooth, easy breezy guy that you've always wanted to be. You can't do it unless you put in the work. So email me at Kristen at Kristenandchill.com and we'll work something out. 
I want you to get your banter skills in shape. And if it's not your banter skills, I can make you a kick-ass profile. I've got the eye for it, baby. I know what women are looking for and I get guys so many matches. Why let all those guys get the matches when you can get them too? So again, email me at Kristen at kristenandchill.com and we'll figure out exactly what you need to get your dating game where it should be, which is way up high. Right now, it might be ankle height. And unless you have really, really, really high ankles, that's not very high. So I'll hopefully see you at kristenandchill.com. All right, we are back. And now we're going to talk about leadership because that's what you were talking about. You were telling people how to lead a conversation in the direction that you want it to go. So I would love to hear more about leadership versus being aggressive or dominant. Like, how do you stay in the lane of I'm leading versus controlling? Well, there's two different things there. A controller is not necessarily a leader, and sometimes a leader does need to be a controller. Okay. So if if we look at the controlling aspect, taking that as one of the facets, is that somebody always needs to be in charge, always have to have it perfect, they always have to know what's going on, they're going to helicopter over you, micromanage, make sure it gets done. A leader gives the opportunity for those people he's with to lead themselves. Now, what I mean by this is if you're a business owner, are you going to sit there and take credit for all the people below you that built your business? You didn't do it. You hired them maybe, but you didn't do it. Or are you going to give credit to them and demonstrate your leadership and raise their leadership? Here's the way it is right now. The fact that we're all alive in this world right now is very crucial and very important. And I'm of the opinion that we have two things to do. One is to learn something. Two is to teach something. Leaders teach. Leaders raise other leaders. That's the whole concept of leadership. We're not here to squash people. We should not be here to take. We should be here to embrace people, embrace the world, and raise them up. And if we all can raise each other up, this world would be a much better place to live in. I agree. So that's my philosophy and what I like to see happening. So when it comes to being a leader or leadership, you should be one all the time. And that comes back into your conversations, your communications. You are who you are. Be that person now. Don't change hats. Like I mentioned earlier, I, when I was the hat changer, I was very confused to who I really was. So once I've decided, well, this is my hat, I kept it on and I lead. What was your hat? So actually, what was the decision that you made that this is my universal hat? Oh, my universal hat now, if I had to call it, put it out here as a, uh, it's a nice... Oh, I'm looking at a physical hat in my head here. It's a, yeah, well, it's a nice, it's a a nice straw fedora, you know, a summer type of hat with a nice band and a feather in it. And it looks good, especially in the hot weather. It looks very nice. But as far as my leadership hat, I don't know if I could call it a leadership hat, but the key issue is being who I am. The fact that I'm comfortable enough sitting here and talking with you as part of that leadership. A lot of people would not be. I'm sure you know that. A lot of people that probably hire you or have a hard time talking with you because they just don't know which way they're going. So that comes back to the leadership hat, being able to take a risk. Everything is risk. Rise for risk. You take a risk when you get out of bed in the morning. You take a risk when you take your car out on the street. You have no idea what's going to happen. 
that's part of leadership. We have to accept those risks. We also have to accept responsibility for what we create. And we are creating our own world. So what world do you want to create? Find the way to do it. I love that. That's a good way to pose the question for yourself. So even when you're talking about being congruent and the hat that you want to wear, even to yourself to say like, what kind of world do I want to help create? And who am I as a person that can help create my vision. And I think that can really get people clear on who they are. Because the answer is going to be, I want to create a world where everybody talks to each other openly or where you're a little bit more judgmental about who you talk to. It depends on each individual. You may have different wants for yourself. But I think that question in general and a framework to work from to think about is helpful for the guys listening. But let me ask you a bit more about leadership with women. Okay. I love it in the business world. Totally makes sense. How do you apply this to dating? Like, give me actual examples. Planning a date, having a conversation, kissing the woman. I want to hear how you become the leader in those scenarios. Well, the whole idea is to have a plan. That's the bottom line. Because if you have no plan, it's going to be showing itself real quick here. Well, actually, I'm going to interrupt you for one second because tons of dating coaches, and sometimes myself as well, actually tell people not to have a plan because they get locked into their plan. Oh, yeah. I understand that. And then it stops them from connecting. So yeah, how would that work? Well, that goes into the risk management part. Everything has a risk, right? We have to understand that there's a risk and depending on what we're doing or what our plan of action might be, it's not going to work, but we need to somehow try to catch that before it's too late and then diverge into our alternate plan of action, whatever that might be. Based on my military background, I'm the plan of action type of guy. I got the primary, the secondary, yeah. and the alternate plan. It depends. Like I can be driving to the store. I have three ways to get there just in case. <laughs> it all depends. Yeah. But that works in my life too. But that's me. That works in my life. I want to know exactly what I'm doing. That's my controller, definitely. But that's also the way I lead. Because when someone asks, well, what are we doing, Daniel? Well, I have a plan. And so when it comes to like dating... Now, it's nice at times to do impromptu things because they're exciting. You know, they can be very fun and they can give you a nice adrenaline rush. But at the same time, plan it <laughs> in some way, shape or form. It could be as simple. We're going to the beach. We're going to go to walk on the beach. And then the impromptu, what restaurant are we going to? Or let's go look at these shops. There's, there's ways to do that. But there's got to be, again, back to the intent. What is the intent here? It all boils down to your intent for that date or that event. And then the mechanics of it can change. They can change dynamically throughout the course of the event, but the intent should stay the same because that makes you congruent and that builds your leadership because you're demonstrating that you are taking charge and in control. I love it. Now, you could correct me if I'm wrong, but I think most women like that in a man. Most women don't want to be said, well, I don't know, sweetheart, what restaurant do you want to go to? No, that's not what they want to hear. They want to hear what you came up with, right? Now, if they don't like it, that's fine. And then have contingency plans and be okay with that, which is part of vulnerability, Exactly, yes. It's that somebody isn't okay with your plan, but you could be okay with shifting. And that's where the difference is between being vulnerable and being too emotional, controlling versus a leader, right? That's true, absolutely. Being able to segue into whatever side of the lane you need to be on to make the trip a pleasant trip. Well, I love all of this. I think this is all really good information for the guys who are are listening. So I'm going to recap all of this, okay? So for guys who are listening, congruent communication. How you become congruent is figuring out who you are and asking yourself that grand question of what kind of world do I want to live in and what 
can I be? What parts of me allow that world to exist? Like who am I? What are my values? How do I want to live in this utopia that I'm going to envision for myself? And that will help you be clear on your intent so that you can be vulnerable without looking weak or needy. And you can actively lead without needing to control or dominate, which I love. Like it's all full circle. Like as long as you are clear on who you are, then you can be all of the things that you want to be and that we talked about on this show. And I think that's wonderful. So Daniel, thank you so much for coming on and talking to us about this. I know it's different from, you know, emergency relief, (laughs) but (laughs) it applies. Like, as you said before, all of these things apply in every area of your life, right? You don't need to wear 10 different hats and they're so important. Right. We don't want to myopically focus them. Yeah. And I love it. We want to keep them open and moving regardless of the venue we're in because that's who we are. That's our consistency. I love it. Tell people that if they do want to get more information, if they're in an emergency situation, uh, what to do. Tell them where to go, how to get in contact with you, find out more information. We can actually go to uh, my website. I have a blog. It's uh, www.emergencyactionplanning.com. Three words. That's a blog, but I put all my information. I put up weekly posts and lives and vlogs. I do a lot of videoing. Uh, There's a wealth of information in there. If you wanted to put a plan together, you could actually dig out through there the uh, information you need to actually develop a unique emergency action plan for yourself, your family, and your loved ones. I love it. And on that also, I have what I call the depth assessment. If you're curious, you can take this little questionnaire and it's going to tell you real quick exactly what you got going good and what could be worked on. I love it. And then there's also a book, Family Urban Disaster Planning. I specialize in families and the urban environment and planning for their disasters. I love it. Thank you so much for coming on this show. New episodes of the Ask Woman podcast come out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. Please go and subscribe to our show. Don't waste your time downloading. We need to be using that time to interact, date, and be with amazing women. You guys are awesome. We'll see you next week. 